Welcome back to Yamoja Speaks podcast with your host Shalonda. If you enjoy podcasts about foster care, healing through art, and understanding how to go through a traumatic experience and make it out, we discuss topics relating to growth and development by overcoming our trauma. If this podcast resonates with you, be sure to like, listen, share with others. Let's dive into it. Hey, everybody. So I know it's been a while. Had to take a little bit of a break, right? But I am back and I had some more things that I was thinking about. And I had a lot of things that were going on. Like I did a lot. In the past couple of months, that's for sure. But I recently just went to the national, I don't know if it's a national, but Northeast Ohio Thanksgiving event for foster youth and aged out um, youth, alumni, and the entire community that were either impacted by foster care or work in the foster care child welfare system and different organizations that are part of the community that help us. And it was incredible. Honestly, I've been away from the community for a while, like actually going to events and meeting people. I've been away from the community and atmosphere for quite some time right and now I just was like wow I I kind of miss it and I'm a little distant away from it but I did you know get connected with some people that I really enjoyed seeing and then meeting new connections and here we are so this podcast episode is about having the support and not having that support. So, of course, I'll go and start from the beginning. Being in foster care, because that's where I kind of was thinking about, did I get the support necessary? And then what was the results or the ramifications and how it's impacting my life now? And different phases of my life. So while I was in foster care, I was not strongly supported when I was in elementary school. That would turn on. So it's going to be different noises, but bear with me. I wanted to play an instrument. Could not do that because you had to pay for your instrument. And of course... There was nothing that anyone could do to find the funds to assist in that. Number two, I wanted to do gymnastics. This is when I got a little bit older. Couldn't do that because there was an issue with funding. Okay, understand. The third thing, and this is my biggest, you know, kind of issue that I was really thinking about is because the academic push that I could have received and how and why I am the way I am with my daughters. When I was in elementary school, I got this really big package and 
it was so spectacular because it was this grand gesture to go to Washington, D.C. and be a part of like this galactic. Okay, I had to stop this. <laughs> Let me turn off my heat <laughs> or move. So I just moved. I was able to go to or would have been able to go to Washington, D.C. and participate in some uh, scholars program or something, but I did not go because there was a lack of support. Now, mind you, I think I was still within like maybe a couple of years of just getting adjusted into the house that I was placed in and maybe not i don't i don't know maybe t- within 2 years right so i think i was pretty well adjusted especially if i was getting good grades and they seen something within me academically that could have pushed me further right and when i seen the package i didn't get to keep it i didn't get to hold on to it either that's the sad part about it is like this could have been a part of my I have this collection where I I say it's my I guess achievements and my lessons and I go back and I look at all these things and I look at the missed opportunities that I have and I also look at what I accomplished within the years that I have been following it away and I go back and I look at this but from that early phase of my life I don't have that memory at least to look at physically. I have it to think about and memorize what I may think this package looked like. But I remember that it was like stuff behind. I seen it, I, I guess. But I remember it being stuff behind. Um, what is this? Like a china cabinet that we had. It was really big. And it was stuff behind there. And I did, you know, get a chance to look at it, review it, and I was, you know, told about the event, but of course, you have to go through the county and get it approved and the ordeal, but I will say this. It was through the school. So if you trust me enough or trust the school, if you trust the school enough to have us go there for as long as we do, a full day for classes. If you trust that and the teachers and the environment, why wouldn't you trust the school to collectively organize events? Because we go on field trips as well. That's away from the building. And you trust them to make these field trips. You trust them to be responsible for us. And mind you, it's a different time when I was in elementary school than right now. So let's take it back a little bit. But you trust them enough to have this child your child the child of the state to enter this building and to be chaperoned all day long or to go out on field trips and to be chaperoned but you don't trust them the same school to then chaperone them on an academic trip mind you my little brain well let me not put like that my immature kind of mature you know how I was when you were you were younger but my 
immature brain wanted to go so bad and didn't understand the dangers of it, right? Because you really do have to have a lot of trust in people to send your child somewhere and you're not the chaperone. However, you also have to instill certain boundaries that your child knows that people should not cross and safeguards that they know and I knew them. That's that's for sure. I grew up around certain things in my life before I got into foster care. So I knew certain things to safeguard myself and to have boundaries for myself. And y'all, I, I like I would tell. I'm not gonna keep no secrets um, like that. But I think now. Right, that I would have been mature enough to participate in that academic excursion. Let's fast forward a little bit because I definitely had another opportunity um, to be a part of the math leads when I was in high school. And I thought the math leads were spectacular. I had the opportunity again to go on to different conferences and do math competitions <laughs> i i am i'm a math lead a math nerd and i had the opportunity to go to um different events and compete by basically doing the work that was in front of me math assignments and then win scholarships to be able to go to college and afford this and i thought this was a wonderful opportunity again look at me optimistic and looking towards the future but what happens I was unable to go and I'm not sure that time why I was not able to go because I was in ninth grade at the time roughly when you know my math fleet um ability and opportunity arose so I don't know exactly what was going on if I delivered the information, but of course the school, you know, delivers information as well to my grandmother. Yes, it has to go up the channels and yes, you have to get approved and all of these other things that I was unaware of. But I think that it could have been facilitated rather swiftly. And it's it wasn't like it was just an immediate thing and I it was only a one day or something to prepare. It was you get prepared, you get all of the information, and then you plan out these trips. Now, I've seen some of my classmates and my peers were able to take these opportunities because they had the support behind them. Their parents were motivating them to go to these competitions and to win the scholarships and really back them up and supported them. And I think for me, that lack of support of I guess having the the circle that was around me because I created my mentorship circle, but they didn't have the decision making ability. So while they were supportive, they weren't supportive in making the decisions for what my life can amount to. So the people that I really needed to support me were the ones that could make decisions at that time. And those are the people that I needed to be more supportive and get behind me and push me to go forward and to giving me these words of 
affirming my ability and pushing me to that next level, but I didn't get that. So I created it. So we're leading into the implications of not having that support to how did I react to it? What was the result of it? So I created the support system around me. I went to events and when I got invited to the tag program, the teen ag ag now I cannot speak, y'all. Um the team the teen now I cannot even think of what it is. Okay. Now I'm like drawing a blank. Uh and I used to be a part of this program. But anyways, let's let's continue. It was a youth advisory board, right? And we advocated for ourselves. And so when I got invited to that, I started to get, you know, the organizations outside the collaboratives to uh, approach me with different programs that they had and opportunities that they had to be involved in. And I took them, especially when they said mentor. I was like, that's definitely the program that I want to be in. So I created that support system around me with mentors and people that I thought were successful or had the characteristics that I wanted for myself. And I wanted to study them. I like to study people. So I wanted to study their mannerisms, their characteristics, and some aspects of their lives and I wanted that for myself. And so I wanted a mentor and I had that support around me. But at that phase of my life, I was able to start making the decisions for myself. And I started going to my own meetings and speaking on my behalf because I started to learn how do I respectfully. And mind you, I am respectful at that age as long as you are respectful for, to me I was pretty much respectful, but I was learning how to conduct myself in certain situations and in environments where I needed to be more professional. And so I surrounded myself with people who demonstrated that and I went to speak for myself. I advocated for myself and I started making decisions for what I thought. And at that time, they were the best decisions that I could have made for me. So I took back my power to say that I became my biggest support and creating that circle around me. So it drove me to be, you know, strong-willed and unstoppable, right? And really independent and, you know, a go-getter because I really had to think creatively and be in situations where I picked up certain lessons from people and actually decided to use that information and apply it, right? And so I gathered as much information as I could about how to do certain things like talk, how to speak well, how to be professional, how to speak about my experience. And then I started to utilize it and became my own supporter, and get the support around me and started making the decisions that I needed to make to go to that next level. So that's one phase of my life for my results, right? But when I created this circle, 
what I was actually creating is what I was familiar with. So the circle that I wanted was affirming what my decisions were, right? So I made the decision for my life, but they were affirm they were affirming it for me. They were saying like, you know, yes, that's a really good decision to make. That that's amazing. How do you plan? They were more investigative. They asked me questions. They were very in tune to knowing what that journey would look like. And it made me turn inward to think about what my next decision would be after making the first one. What's the next step? What's the third step? What's, you know, what's the next thing? And so it was familiar to me because my family, my biological family around me would affirm, oh, you're smart, you're beautiful. They would give me all of these affirmations and tell me that I was going to be successful. So the circle that I created for myself when I got to being a teenager did that same thing for me. It confirmed that I was on the right track and I was doing the things that I needed to do. And I was really good at making decisions for my life, right? However, another phase of my life is when I detached myself away from, and I don't know why, y'all, I just kind of went through a phase, but I detached myself away from the different programs that I was using, mainly for mentorship and having someone to talk to, sort of like a coach. But when I stopped doing those things and stopped interacting with people and not really thinking about or being able to have a conversation about what my next plans are, because I think about them, but being able to talk it out with someone and bounce ideas off someone and get into their head and understand how they did it and really observing what next steps I could make based off the stories that they told me, all these factors, right? When those were eliminated, because I removed myself away from some good environments, I see myself started starting to be less supportive to myself because I was not receiving that support and I didn't have the ability to create it. I went through a detached phase and I didn't want to create it. And I became my own saboteur and not really going forward, but staying stuck. And although I still accomplished some things throughout that time, I think I would have accomplished more had I supported myself. But I think it was me being drained that I was my biggest supporter and I had created the support that I needed. And then I started to look at these relationships like these are not friends. And I started to, you know, I guess I had uh, someone ask me a question like who's in your circle? And the only people that I could think about were mentors. And I'm like, this circle, while it's it's highly achieving to have someone above you professionally and in a satisfying career, 
prominent career, somewhere you want to be, that is just not the entirety of your circle or shouldn't be. And so when I felt that that was my entire circle, I felt kind of distant. I didn't have the peers around me and I didn't have the family around me. And so I think that's what made me pull back a little bit away from these really amazing circles with really fantastic women. And I became my biggest saboteur and not my biggest supporter. Mind you, it was a phase, a very long, long phase, but a phase nonetheless, a phase that I needed to grow out of, a phase that I needed to learn why so that I don't end up in that phase again. I ended up in that phase because I was looking around for other people to support me in terms of like my family, my friends, my peers, peers, like real relationships with friends, right? And I had to learn that I keep my friends in different categories and that's okay. If you're in those, in in one of those categories, that's fine. And it doesn't mean that you're, you know, better friend or better associate. It means that I have different qualities and I need to keep them separated. And I had to take a really big look at myself and say that that's okay for me to have certain friends in different categories and to treat them accordingly. If you're my artistic friend, we do some art together. We talk about certain artistic topics. We do certain things that's related to art. And then let's say that you're also spiritual. We dive into the spiritual world and conversations and things like that. But if you're just my party friend, well, hey, we can kick it. We can have fun. We can party. We can, you know, do the the thing that we would do if we're just party friends. If we are the educational buddies and you like books, I like books. We're in a book club, sis. So it's like having these different groups were fine. But when I was a little bit younger, I thought that this was not okay. At first, I would say this. I thought that it was okay. I thought I was like doing something that was totally different and um, having all of these different groups of friends and, you know, I could be in this circle and be in that circle. And then it got to the point where I believed that I started to see it as a problem, which is why I decided to distant myself away from people. And because I didn't receive the support that I thought that I needed from family, mainly family, I did away with all the support that I had. I was like, let it go. I don't have no support. But I got rid of the support because I was only thinking about the one desirable support that I was trying to obtain and I have forgot all of the things that I had created for myself. I forgot all the people that I brought around me and into my world. I let that go. I forgot about it. I forgot that I was my biggest supporter in believing in myself and thinking about my I really need to set my entire podcast system up. Um, (laughs) because I do it off my phone and when someone calls or something, it just interrupts it. But 
yeah, let's get back into it. I mean, you try to remember what I was going for, right? But I think now I'm in the reflection phase and I'm thinking about why I stopped believing in myself, why I stopped trusting myself and why I stopped supporting my own ideas and decisions and my direction. And honestly, I can say that I didn't stop writing it down. I didn't stop believing it. I just stopped the process of reviewing it and trusting that it can happen. And not in a way that I want it to happen, but the way that it needs to happen, the way that it needs to happen for me to mature, the way that it needs to happen for me to really understand myself and understand others and make a connection with myself and make a connection with others. So I have all of these writings that I have done over the years and I have wrote out my ideas and what I wanted and how I wanted it to be done. And by the time I have all this information and I limited myself and my own abilities by not having these conversations with me. And although I can get back into different programs for mentorships and coaches, and I have that written down as well, to being involved in and surrounding myself with women that are above me with greater ideas, more creativeness, um, are professional and in certain ways that I want to develop. I have that on a list. <laughs> and so I'm getting back into the spaces where it energizes me again and forces me to continue to update myself on. You write it down, you have to reflect, you have to read it, and you have to plan that next step. You have to have that plan in place. And so it looks different at this phase of my life of how I'm supporting myself and how I'm getting back to support myself. But my lesson and my takeaway is that there is nobody that's going to support you more than you. I really had to learn that. And... If I can't support myself, if I can't trust my journey, my process, and really stick with it, that means that no one else can have that trust in that in my ability. They can't trust that I can really fulfill it because I'm not confident in my abilities. And they don't see that confident confidence if I'm not displaying it, if I'm not taking action. And that means to sometimes go back to the drawing board because it didn't look how I wanted it to look in the final end. And then it also means when the masterpiece come out, even though there is like imperfections, which is why I originally started my podcast and I was like, it's unedited y'all. And it really was and still is for the most part not edited and so you hear me making mistakes and I'm like let's go with it it's a keeper but 
even when it's imperfect, it's perfect. It's perfect for that time. It's perfect for that space. It's perfect for that phase that you're in. And that's okay because we have to start somewhere even though we have things that we want to fix about it. Those are the things that we take as a lesson and we improve once we get to the next phase. And I'm thinking to myself, that's an awesome way to just learn in the in the moment, right? In the steps that we take. So I am learning to support myself. And I think also supporting myself looks like giving myself that high five. So on previous podcast episodes, I had to stop and congratulate myself because I wasn't getting that support from other people telling me like, good job, you're doing so well. And to be that hype person or that cheerleader in my corner. And so I created a podcast dedicated to hyping myself up, right? And I have to do more of that. I have to celebrate myself. You have to celebrate yourself because if you're not celebrating yourself, you feel the difference emotionally, physically, spiritually, you feel different when you are not hyping yourself up, when you are not encouraging yourself. You have to be that cheerleader or that hype person for yourself first. And then other people will join in because they see your energy. They see your work ethic. They see how hard you're trying to get to that next phase. And they're willing to assist you and hold you up a little bit. And make sure that you're not leaning over to the side. And if you are, they're going to take that other side and prop you back up. And I just feel like I had to remind myself of that. So I'm here to remind you that even if you're doing it with a limp, guess what? You still getting there. Maybe it's a little slow. Maybe you're taking your time to get there, but you're still in the progress of getting there. The process is still happening. And it's not a perfect circle. It's a little wobbly. Might be an oval. It might hit some corners. But the ends will meet. And you will be there. So be supportive to yourself. Be encouraging to yourself. Even if it takes two minutes looking at yourself in a mirror. And I know sometimes it can be uncomfortable. But looking at yourself in a mirror and just saying like, you got this. You got this. Get your, like... I was about to start singing a song. <laughs> I was about to start singing a song only because only because uh the song popped into my head like you better <laughs> you better hype your bestie up. <laughs> Be your own bestie that's hyping yourself up sometimes. Like sometimes you just gotta look in the mirror and just hype yourself up and tell yourself that you got it. And even though you don't feel like doing it, you gotta do it. And I know this because I don't feel like doing a lot of the things and I get so distracted that I fall short and I just give up on things or not really like dropping it and not ever doing it again, but being inconsistent and not really showing up for myself and therefore not showing up for others. So I got to get in my mirror. I'm about to do my little mantra of 
hyping myself up and relaxing for tonight. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast episode with your host Shalonda. It is always a pleasure to hit record and just start speaking what is on my mind and my heart. And I really appreciate you all for listening to it and supporting me. If you want to come over to Instagram, you can DM me. I respond. If you like want to like some of my posts or comment, you can do that as well. Or if you ever want to share your thoughts, opinions, or stories, you can let me know know on Instagram as well. And until next time, I bid you adieu. Good night, y'all.